Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Show Me Show podcast for episode 63. We have a packed show today, an important show. As promised, we have Ryan Jostis on the show. We're talking all kinds of stuff with Ryan, the upcoming Blue Jays season, his Mizzou football commitment, and various various other Ryan things included in that interview as well. Um, so get excited for that. We'll send you over to that right after we run down what we're going to talk about in the show. Um, we also got uh, some hockey talk. Not really, but it's there. So you can't call us out for not talking about hockey. Um, tough scene of the week. Um, NBA playoffs talk. Uh, game 7, the Heat Celtics took place. And uh, we have our say hellos and kiss it goodbyes to end the show. And, yeah, I'm excited. Luke's excited. We had a good interview. Um, some weird audio stuff here and there, but pretty good for the most part. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. And I'm going to send you over to Ryan Jostis' interview. All right. We finally have him. Here he is, Ryan Jostis. We've talked about having him on for a little bit. Um, and he is finally here. Um, so, Ryan, welcome. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh no problem. We're excited for this one. Uh, we've got a boatload of questions for you, and we're also very excited for you uh, for next your senior season and uh, Mizzou coming up. Um, so we're just going to jump right into it. Um, first things first, Ryan, how have the first two days of blue summer been for you? Uh, definitely different. I'd say... Overall, if there was one word to describe it, probably tremendous, uh, as in a tremendous amount of people, a tremendous change, and just a tremendous outcome. There's a there's 250 something people coming to these workouts. I think it's I think it's tremendous. Is it tremendous? It's a tremendous in a good way, though, right? Tremendous. Okay, so we've got all the programs here this yeah. summer, right? I think besides baseball, baseball. I don't know what they're doing. They're taking they're taking it off after that Georgia game. Yeah, I don't blame them. All right, uh, this is kind of personal towards football. Do you like signing off? Like the uh, hashtag sign off. Yeah. It took me a minute to. Uh, kind of get adjusted and to fully understand what it means. But I, 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 I can see what it means with the, uh, you put your name on something, you want it to represent you, you know? So you want to sign it off. You don't want to do like a half halfway job and then put your name on it and everybody look at it and be like, ah, Cam Milheiser does a halfway job. You know, you got to sign off. You want to be proud of what you sign off. So every day, Sign off. I like that, actually. That Putting it like that makes it sound a lot better. I'm all in no matter what on signing off. I will tweet sign off no matter what, but that makes it sound even better. Um, obviously, we're only two days into summer stuff, and this was the first year we got to do spring football. You guys got to do spring football, which I was excited for you guys for that. But how excited are you to just put on pads and really start getting after it? I mean, right now you can't even really – touch and hit anybody so how excited are you for that you know i i cannot wait uh spring football is like a, a teaser like you're just there in shorts and a t-shirt you don't even have a helmet on going against the air sometimes you hit a pad and i to me i mean the best part about football is taking somebody in front of you and throwing them on the ground 
and you can't do that in spring football. So it's kind of like gotten me more anxious and more excited to get to the actual thing of grabbing somebody and throwing them onto the track or that's a metaphorical, not actually throw them onto the track as we learned that last year. That's the classic Michael Orr. Yeah. Um, not to get all sappy and we'll get into coach Klein, but like you like miss coach Eflin too, right? Like a, a little, I, I certainly do. Uh, he was there for, you know, the first coach that came, Casey Woods invited me to uh, the first coach that came to visit me was the tight ends coach of the time from Mizzou, Casey Woods. The second semester of my sophomore year, no, first semester of my sophomore year during that football season, uh, he invited me to a game day. I remember Coach Heflin texting me uh, saying he was making his way up and I was through the roof ecstatic. You know, Mizzou has been my, my thing for years. I didn't think that that would be the first like visit I'd go on. So I was through the roof. Coach Heflin was there for that. Uh, he's been there to teach me all the things I need to know since freshman year. And I, I do give him a lot of, I think that he really put me where I am today. So it is sad when he's leaving my senior year, but better things for him. It's a better opportunity, better everything. So I'm, I'm glad he got to do that. Yeah, me too. And I mean, he gets to go home and, yeah. uh, you know, I don't blame him. He's had some stuff happen here, uh, personally for himself. So the opportunity to go home, I don't blame him for that at all. Um, give us some insight though on coach Klein. Cause as far as we know, he's just the guy kind of with a genuinely funny picture on huddle kind of looks like PC principal a little bit. So give us some insight into him. How has he been with you guys um, through spring ball? I know he was still, I think in blue Springs or Kansas city. So he wasn't able to be down there as much, but how's he been so far with you guys? I think that uh, he definitely is. He's different, but I think, different in a good way. Uh, not saying that anything that Coach Heflin did was bad, but I'm saying that like both ways are good. It's just completely different, a completely new thing to learn. Like when I got a sneak peek at the playbook uh, like a month or two ago, it was all out of gun, nothing under the center. And that's not what Blue Jay football is used to, you know? I don't – did we go out of gun at all out of the last – not not unless it was a dire situation to pass the ball, yeah, like so, end of the half type of situations. So, I mean, it's a big change, but if we can figure it out, then I think that it could be good. Uh, I think that it could help us. And I think that the way he coaches is we're going to get this done, we're going to get it done fast, and we're going to get it done right. Uh, and he really does put in the time and the effort. Uh, and I think that we are going to be – I think it's safe to say we're going to be all right as a program. Yeah, I think so too. So uh, you guys got new helmets this year for the programs. How cool really are they? You know, I, I don't really pay attention to the, uh, to the uh, designs and what some may call drip, you know? <laughs> uh, so I, I, I really don't care. I don't, I don't look at it. Like I wear it. I mean, I might look at like Landon. Landon would be a good guy to look at for uh, the drip. Uh, 
I, but one thing I noticed, we have a, a stripe that would typically go all the way down, only goes about halfway. And that's really the only thing that I don't agree with. I do like the metallic Blue Jay. I think that it was time to move from the W to the Blue Jay to go along with the newer and more, what's the word, present logos. Modern. Yeah, modern, modern. All right, so we were just talking about Coach Klein's PC principal-looking profile picture. Ryan, there is one we have to talk about involving you, and I'm a Ryan defender till I die, but we have to ask about that picture in the weight room where you look unbelievably large. Okay. What happened there? I, I've been saying it's Photoshop. I don't think it's real. I still don't, but it, don't there, it, is, it is. We have it right here. You can take a closer know, look at it. Trust me, I have seen it many, many times. Uh, to be honest, I don't know what happened. I don't. I think it was the worst case scenario that could have happened. For a picture happened. Uh, I was. We're in the middle of doing these. These. Uh, what. What are they called? Jump. Where you jump with the. Uh, power power uh, jumps. Power jumps. Yeah. We're in the middle of doing these power jumps. I just got done. I'm taking a deep breath. It's a 0.5 picture, you know, zooming out, kind of extending the picture. Uh, I also was in the middle of gaining a lot of weight. Uh, <laughs> but that was really, I saw it on Twitter and I, I, I about cried. Yeah, I mean, there was some people saying that you just – you looked fat in there, and I didn't like those comments. Yeah. But and that's why I well, still I mean, think so shopped. But I do look fat there, and I don't know what else to say. I, you're not fat, I'll tell you that. But that image, we just had to bring it up. That is, I don't, I don't know what happened there. I'm happy you brought it up. It might be the shorts too. I don't know. You kind of think of Chefflin style with the shorts as well. It was one of those morning workouts. I I don't know what's going on here. It, but I'm glad you brought it up. It boosts my confidence to uh, go back to tight end, <laughs> which you will not be doing. But yeah. all right. So speaking of that, how big are you right now? My most recent weigh in was two. Actually, I went to the doctor today. Two ninety. Uh, two ninety. Do you want my height and all that too? If you want. I really don't even know what my height is right now. I think I I measured that like six months ago. Six six something, two ninety. Ryan Joseph's Washington High School class twenty twenty. Sorry. Oh, wrong thing there. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, is there any like programs that Mizzou has you on right now? Not currently. Uh, I think they want to focus on me and my senior year at my high school and not to move on too quickly. Uh, they do give me some workouts because I'm changing from tight end to tackle. So I got to work on the, you know, pass setting and all that kind of stuff. So they do give me some workouts and drills to work on footwork and technique with that kind of stuff, but they don't necessarily give me like a diet or like a workout plan uh, as of yet. So are are you in the eleven hundred pound club right now? I am. You are. Okay. Do you do you know your numbers right now? I recently maxed out uh, at three fifteen for bench, 
the last max I did for squat was in January, which was 500. Uh, and I haven't maxed out in cleans in, I don't know, a year and a half, maybe. And that was 285 last time. Okay, so right there. Yeah. Um, and going back to what you were talking about, Mizzou setting some stuff up for you uh, in terms of workouts and whatnot for pass blocking. That's another good thing about Coach Klein's offense. We're going to we're gonna throw the ball this yes. year. So that's also going to help you out. So yes. that's really a blessing in disguise when you think about it. Yeah, it is one of the pros that, I mean, I've definitely talked. Trust me, me and my dad and my grandpa have talked about this pass setting stuff. And it is definitely a great thing that a lot of plays will be out of gun and throwing. So I get to work on the stuff I'll be doing in college and perhaps the next level after college. Exactly. Um, let's see where are we at. Okay. Tell us about the backwards Blue Jay hat. What can someone expect when they see Ryan Jostis rocking the Blue Jay hat backwards? I don't know if you've noticed. It's been retired. It's unfortunate. It's definitely unfortunate to hear. Uh, I haven't really made a public announcement yet. Uh, this is hat is pretty recent. It's been about a month of me trying it out. I was uncertain at first. Uh, but, you know, that hat has been around for about 10 years, every day wearing it. The smell has become unbearable. I've washed it many times. No matter how many times you've washed it, it has a permanent smell of... I can't, I don't even want to explain it. So it's, it's in a trash bag right now in a Ziploc, one of those big Ziploc bags in the freezer somewhere. Uh, maybe one day when I have grandkids, I'll bring it out and show it to them. Maybe not for long. I don't want to like cause another, you know, pandemic, but for now that's where it is. But it definitely was a staple to my character. I agree. And it's nice that you put it in the freezer too, because you know, you're almost like you're keeping it yeah. safe. You're yeah. keeping it alive mm -hmm. and you can, like you just said, you can bust it out in the future out of the freezer and boom, you, you might, you could probably even throw it on. If you really, if you really wanted to go that far, you could throw it on later down the it road and just see what happens. Certain, it could, yeah. We'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see. Okay. That's interesting. That it's retired. Okay, so the next question. Me and Cam always think it's interesting whenever athletes talk about whether or not they watch the sports or they're just good at them. So do you watch football on TV and how much football do you watch TV or do you just play it? I, I do watch football. I, I'm not like a avid like, oh, this game's on, this game's on, I'm going to watch it. But Definitely, if it's on, I'll be like, all right, I'm watching it. And once we get to the playoffs, then, yeah, I watch just about every game. Uh, recently, it's it's kind of crazy as a uh, collegiate football player not to play Madden. I have played very little games of Madden until recently. My dad bought a new Xbox, and I've probably been playing Madden every day for the past two months. I, I don't know if that that was just like an addition to your question. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I figure that it's similar to watching. Yeah. Do you think that playing Madden has made you a better football player? No. No. 
Luke wrote this question, and it is interesting to think about since we're talking about Madden here right now. You do realize you're going to be in the first ever NCAA football game, right? How that's going to be pretty sweet. I cannot wait. I am. I, I'm. I'm through the roof right now. Uh, me and my dad used to play the last. What was that? NCAA 14. 14? Yeah. yeah, we used to play that every day. And my dad says after we got this Madden game, he says there's nothing like NCAA. Uh, so yeah, I cannot wait to be able to not only play the game, but also see myself, Trevor, Mark, I mean, it, my best friends play against each other on a video game. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be pretty sweet. Um, not to mention Ryan Horsecamp, he'll be on there as well. Yes. Um, pretty sweet. Um, we're going to talk about some Mizzou stuff, um, right now. So. Tell us about your Mizzou commitment. You kind of hinted at it earlier, um, how it's kind of been something that you've thought about forever. But why are you staying home? Well, it's really it's really a long story that I could definitely shorten up. Uh, it's uh, So ever since I've known my grandpa and my family, I grew up in Columbia. Uh, my entire family has been pro-Mizzou. And then I met my grandpa when I was about six or seven years old and learned that he played at Mizzou. And ever since then, I've been going to like three Mizzou games a year. It's been every Christmas, birthday, everything has been, I get Mizzou stuff. My my childhood room, black and gold everywhere. Uh, it's just been a dream of mine to go play at Mizzou. Not only go to Mizzou, but go play at Mizzou. That's, I mean, it's a dream come true. So you just mentioned the dream at playing at Mizzou. Describe the feeling when Mizzou gave you the offer to come play football for them. What was that like? So I was actually about to leave to go visit Vanderbilt when I got the call from Coach Johnson. He was the offensive line coach at the time saying, so we, we've been on this, trying to get an offer from Mizzou for a little while. And like, I always knew that it would come, but that's why we like went to visit like Illinois and all these other places. Cause we're like, yeah, like this is a great opportunity. I will go anywhere. And all the people are nice. All the programs are great. And I was so excited to go to all these different places. Uh, but we were on the way to Vanderbilt. Coach Johnson called me, let me know that I got the offer. and. Uh, at the time, like I was speechless for about 30 minutes. I was just sitting alone. I, I remember I sent the picture of the Mizzou uh, logo to the football group chat. That's all I, all I said. And then about 30 minutes later, I posted it, hugged my dad. But then we still had to go check out other options because, you know, it's business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So whenever you got the offer, did you really, was that right then you knew that's where you were going pretty I, much? I was, I was like, wow. Like it was, it was too much to like, you can't just like make a decision on those type of emotions. Uh, so I was just like, wow, this is, this is a great opportunity. Like this is a dream come true. Uh, but then I, I, I sat on it for about a month cause that's a real big decision to make. And I, I don't want to commit somewhere and then change my mind later. I think that's, I mean, the whole point of committing is like you're there. Uh, so I was like, I want to make sure this is the right 
the right thing. I'm not going to change my mind. There's nothing else out there. Uh, so yeah, that's basically it. So what, what are your thoughts on coach drink? You've been to his house, correct? Twice. Twice. Okay. That's a sweet flex. All right. You must like what he's building at Mizzou, but what thing stood out from maybe some of the other coaches, maybe besides throwing aside that Mizzou has just been, you know, you've wanted to go there forever. What, what do you like about coach drink? I like how I think he's building something a lot bigger than what it is. So he got there and it wasn't in the greatest, the greatest spot when he got there. And he's slowly, but I mean, he's been to a bowl game every year since he's gotten there. That's a lot more to say than other places. Uh, and I think he's slowly making more and more additions. And I think with the defense this year, what, how many returning people that could have gone to the NFL? I think it's like six or seven. Uh, and we have an abundance of quarterbacks to choose from. And we have Luther Burden. I think that uh, it's it's really heading in a great direction. And with the new offensive coordinator, Kirby Moore, uh, and the way he runs his offense, I think I think that this year and the years to come are going to be great. Would you say that Coach Drink is probably your best relationship there, or what coaches do you feel like you're closest with? You mentioned Cody Johnson, the offensive line coach. Is there any other ones? Well, Coach Johnson actually left uh, maybe two months ago, a month ago. Uh, coach Drinkwitz called me immediately, let me know. There's a new uh, offensive line coach, Coach Jones. We're starting to build a relationship. He seems like a really great guy, and I'm looking forward to work with him. Uh, the tight ends coach, Coach Link, he's a really great guy. Uh, and a lot of the recruiting coordinators are really good. Uh, coach Bland, he's really good. Um, and then other than that, Coach Drinkwitz texts me three, four times a week. Uh, every Monday he sends me something about what's great about Mizzou and what we have to look forward to. So, yeah, I'm real excited for that. Can you give us maybe an insight on one of those things that he sent? Like, uh, what was it? It was today or yesterday he sent me something that Mevis, the kicker, said about why he chose Mizzou and that it was it's easy to go to like somewhere like Ohio State or Georgia or Alabama and just win and uh, but sit on the sideline. It's one thing to go to somewhere like Mizzou where it's building up and uh, going up in the rankings uh, and earn it, you know, like you get to be a part of that. Yeah, you're a part of it at a powerhouse school, but it's, it's another thing to actually go there and earn it. Yeah, that's actually, you know, pretty similar to a lot of stuff. Coach Heflin preached too, you know, I feel like, um, go out and earn it, you know, uh, playing a bunch of big city schools. You're the only school across the river, go up and earn it. Um, this is something that you may not know the answer to yet, but do you think you'll go up at semester's end this year in the, after the fall semester? Oh yeah. I've, I've known that for a few months now. I've already got it lined up to where I'll be there in January. Awesome. Yeah. I look forward to, uh, you know, working out with the team. I I'm basically going to have a whole another year to hopefully 
get playing time my freshman year. Yeah, playbook, learn the playbook, yeah. the playbook and uh, all that stuff. Um, how how many schools still try to like contact you, even though you've been committed for a while? You don't have to give me like an exact number, but like, do a bunch still try to you know ring you up because I mean you were talking about how you try you want to stay committed, but I mean there's countless guys across the recruiting ranks across the whole nation, you know, they'll commit to a school. Coaches will keep calling. Eventually they'll decommit, go somewhere else, or look at all their options. Um, how many teams are still, you know, trying to contact you? So you'll get let letters every week from different various schools. Uh, there's still coaches that come to the high school and talk to me. I still get texts and, you know, DMs on Twitter asking me about my commitment and stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say probably there's probably about 15 schools and like some will stop and then more schools will come, but about 10 to 15 schools regularly still send mail, come to the school and stuff like that. Interesting. Interesting. That is, that's pretty crazy. Cause I mean, I mean, it's not crazy in today's landscape, but it's, I think it's crazy for me and Luke to think about, you know, because you've been committed but you know they still come calling so before mizzou you went you visited a ton of schools what were some of the top schools before mizzou gave you the offer? schools definitely were uh illinois vanderbilt kentucky and iowa state those are my and then i've always loved k-state i never got the offer but I went to a camp and a game day visit, and I thought that they had something really good going over there. I actually went to the K-State game against Mizzou, uh, where it was unfortunate for Mizzou. But, uh, yeah, I those are my five other schools that I was really looking at. Yeah, those are that's a good group. So Kansas State is playing Mizzou again this year, but at Mizzou this time. Are you going to that game? Yeah, I plan on going to basically all the home games that I can make uh, and even the one in St. Louis against Memphis, I'm probably going to try and make it up there. I don't know how that's going to work, if I'm going to have to pay for it or not, uh, but we'll see. I'll, I'll be at just about every home game. Yeah, that's exciting. I like – I really enjoy when they put games in St. Louis. It's been a while. I actually went to the last one, uh, Mizzou versus Illinois, the last bragging rights game that they had. Obviously, they still do basketball, which is awesome, but – it is fun in the dome, um, so I'm excited for that one too. I bet I'm pretty sure I'll be going to that one as well. Um, this is a question that you also might know, not know the answer to yet. Um, do you know what you're going to major in in college? I'm not like exactly like this is what I'm going to do. Uh, it's going to be something with business. I'm 90% sure, just because that's what my dad and my grandpa have done, and they're pretty successful, and they both went to Mizzou to do it. Uh, so yeah, probably some of the business, not, not exactly sure which type yet. Do you ever just think about how cool it was going to be that you were going to be playing on national television in the upcoming years? How cool is that to think about? Or is that something that you don't really think about? Cause it's, I know I would think about that. That's sweet. It's definitely hard to fathom, especially since like. Like it's it's every kid's dream 
Like I, I am so incredibly blessed to be able to do it. Uh, I, I definitely thank God every night. I'm like, wow, this is something that everybody like, this is every, every kid's dream. I get to do it, especially school, homeschool. It's, it's a, it's a great feeling. I can, I mean, that was my dream growing up. I'm pretty sure that was Luke's dream growing up, maybe for baseball. But, um, yeah, that's that's going to be awesome. And then one more thing about Mizzou. Do you have any certain game or tradition that you're looking forward to most when you go to attend Mizzou? What is it? Uh, September 27th, 2024, 2025, maybe? Something like that. I think 2025. 2025. It's, it's one of – it's one of those days. I think they're playing that one, one team from. Oh, where is that? Out oh there. man, it smells really bad there. Yeah, I don't... Somewhere out west. Yeah. Uh, um, so Lawrence. Oh, I know it's in Lawrence. oh yeah. Lawrence, yeah. Uh, Kansas. Oh Kansas. yeah, at school. I'll be there. I'll yeah. Be there. Uh, that will be that, awesome. That's, that's gonna be crazy. That's going to be a great game. When, yeah. when was the last time? 2009? I believe so, yeah. One of the they last were, few years. Ranked, I think Kansas was second, Mizzou was third, or maybe it was first and second, something like that. At uh, Arrowhead, yeah. Yeah, that that was a great I, – I cannot wait for that uh, rivalry to come back. Yeah, me too. I hope it continues. I hope they extend it from not just those two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. All right, so we've got just a few more things here. Um, what kind of offense can we expect to see from the Jays this year? So we kind of talked, it's from the gun. Um, is it still, I mean, because the last five years we've been so run heavy, are we still going to be leaning on the big guys up front? I mean, obviously we will be, but you always are no matter what. But are we going to be running the rock a lot, or are we Going to start slinging around some, you think? It's, from what I've talked to with the coaches and from what I've heard, it's still going to be run first, uh, but we're definitely going to be throwing more. So I, I think that that will open up the box for us more. And because uh, it, it's like we, we did it, but it's still kind of hard to, you know, when there's 10 people in the box and we're running – Celtics, uh, it, get, it gets hard sometimes, but we were still able to do it. So I think those those passes that'll open it up, make them make the box open up, and then just completely hammer them up the middle once they open up. I think that'll work out good for us. Yeah, and we've got some stud guys coming back as well. Uh, you mentioned Landon as well. I'm very excited for that. I'm excited to see what it looks like. New look. Um, Man, what is I guess the Jamboree is what, the eighteenth? You have that marked on your calendar yet? I think that might be when it is. I do not. Uh I'm still trying to figure out this summer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um speak, speaking of uh blue summer, uh just you can just give a head nod if you want. Did you pay? I did. Okay. I did. Uh, I know that there is a special guest, uh, two-year graduate, Samuel Rost. He has not paid, uh, but <laughs> he's there. Uh, he, he works out with me. Uh, 
it's fun. It's definitely fun. Sam's not going to pay. Yeah, so. no, he's not. No, he's not going to pay. Oh. What's your favorite play in football right now? Favorite play? Uh, like, can I use our, our terminology? You can use your terminal, our terminology, or if you just want to use Ryan's imagination to describe football plays the best way he can. There was no better play to me than Vermont Vikings back. Uh, not, I mean, last year was great, but I feel like me as a little sophomore going with Sam and going with Trevor, the uh, big D1 guy, like this is before I was like a, a heavy recruit. Uh, just double teaming, taking three people with us, and then just falling on three people. There's nothing better than that. And getting to do it with, like, your best friends. Like, that. that is something I hope that we can do this year, too. That's football. That yeah. is literally football yes. right there. That is, that is – like, I, I have great dreams at night. I, I'm, a, I'm asleep sleeping. I'm thinking about me and Trevor taking somebody from Fort Zumwalt East taking him, throwing him into another guy, throwing him into another guy, and then us both landing on all three of them. And then you are landing, running behind us. Touchdown, Blue Jays, six points. Nothing better than that. Oh, I, I, get, I get chills thinking about it. I cannot wait. It's making me want to, like, go put pads on right now and go hit somebody. Well, don't hit us, but, yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, man, Veer option was – awesome with you guys up there um i hope i hope i know you guys are going from the gun this year but i hope you guys can still incorporate some of the good old triple option with some of that um any personal goals for you this upcoming season i mean you're committed to mizzou but and it's still a team game obviously and you're one of the biggest team guys i know um so what any personal and team goals coming up for you guys this season i want to make sure i I and our class leaves this program how it was. Like, there's nothing better. My sophomore year, first year on varsity, you, Sam, Wyatt, all those guys taking us to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Like, me as a little sophomore, like, that, that was like, wow, I really like this program. I want to make the other younger guys feel like that so they can just carry on, carry on Blue Jay football. Exactly. That's that's a perfect answer, and you know that's exactly how I wanted to leave it too. And uh, big props to honestly some of the guys that really came before us because uh, for a while there the program was in the dumps, so and they uh, took it out from the depths. Um, so more this one's way more personal. Who's had the biggest impact on your football career thus far? Um, you've talked about your dad and your grandpa, but who is it? It's it's tough to pick for a definite out of the two, but I'd say probably my dad because, like, we'll go the morning workouts and then we'll have another workout by ourselves. And then after that, I'm I'm dead. I'm like, Dad, please, please, I'm, I'm so tired. We'll go up to St. Charles and do a position workout at Elite. They'd be like, come on, come on. It's just an hour and a half at 830 at night. And we have football the next morning. Uh, but, yeah, he's definitely pushed me to uh, do a lot more than what I thought I could and then what I think I can do. 
like, you know, after football, you're like sore, can't move, dehydrated. And he's just like, you got more, you got more. And, and taking, oh yeah, not to mention driving me to all these different visits. Uh, he, he was the one with the camera recording me everywhere. You know, that film I got where it's just like, not the huddle. Uh, and he would send that out to every college coach and literally the country, every single coach. Uh, so yeah, real big props to him. Uh, he definitely helped me a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, that's an awesome answer as well. Um, we do have a few more and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, what's the most food you've eaten in one sitting at once? All right. This takes a little bit of thinking. There's there's different times, and I I almost needed like a phone a friend to know for sure, but I don't. We don't have time for that. I don't think, uh, and I don't know who I would phone. Because I do sometimes wake up in the kitchen with all the food on the table, and I'm just like, how did I get here? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know exactly well, no, how many yeah. chicken wings I've eaten at Buffalo Wild Wings on Wing Wednesday. It's been a lot. We have the local restaurant Franklin's where you can get like three meals for $20. Uh, I do you want like, what do you like calories? You want calories? Throw, throw in a number for calories at once. I'm, I'm definitely above 3,500. <laughs> Def, uh, no doubt in my mind that, oh my, now that I'm thinking about it, Moe's the pizza buffet. Like I, I can't, I can't go in there, but once a year, like that, is that, I mean, people say make the diabetes jokes, but it's serious. Like I, you'll clean out most. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Um, you went to Romania recently, right? Romania. Uh, split Croatia. Split Croatia. Mm -hmm. How disappointing were the portions of food there? Okay. This is actually the main thing I took back from that. Uh, it's it's like I enjoyed it. It was the best vacation I've ever been on. Got to meet my sister. Got to see all these different places. But you get this much. You get a tea, a tablespoon of ketchup for each thing you get. And uh, I'm sure you've seen me at like Big Boys and other places. You you need at least a bottle of ketchup or any sauce you need you need a sauce with your food they they are tight on the sauce and tight on the water like the they like the water bottles you know like they give you a water bottle uh so i i mean i enjoyed it i was going through before this was before croatia this picture you showed me uh i i think it definitely it was probably a blessing to go over there and eat like a European for a day, like having pineapples for breakfast and then like a steak for dinner. And that's it. I'm not, I'm not used to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is interesting how they, they're so much different from us, but I guess that's also why they aren't facing a diabetes, obesity <laughs> epidemic all the time. Like we are, but yeah. That is uh, interesting. Um, 
So, Ryan, two more questions here, and then you're free to go. Ryan, why do you hate the Easter Bunny so much? All right, that's a that's an emotional question. Uh, you know, it all started when I was younger. Uh, I witnessed the Easter Bunny inside of my house. <laughs> People laugh now. I laugh now, but it's, it's been a since. Sorry, it's it's been a sensitive subject ever since. Uh, and I I think that he is a uh, I don't I don't think he's very nice. I think that like why would it why would a bunny have eggs? Yeah, why would he just enter your home? Why would he come in your home and leave eggs? He's a he's a bunny. Where do he get the eggs? You know. And then they let him come around our school and go into all these religious events. Uh, See, I, I haven't done enough research to know if he's actually a part of the like religious thing or if he's just like one of the characters that come up through it. Uh, but I don't think that he needs to be bringing around eggs everywhere. Hoppity hop, hop, hoppity hop, hop. I don't think so. It is weird. You mentioned the religious stuff. The Easter Bunny was actually derived from a satanic religion. Really? He was used to represent like sense. Satan. So, Well, maybe yeah. that's why I have harsh feelings towards the Easter Bunny. I could be. All right. And then I, I have a question here. Very, very random. But who are your top three people of all time? Ooh. Okay. Uh, let's see. Charles Sayer. Okay. Um, Kyle Woodsmall. And Colonel Sanders. <laughs> All right. Any any reason behind it? Three three great gentlemen. Beautiful way to put it. And then we have one question here. The top question from the fans that they wanted. I think it's a great question as well. What's your favorite high school memory so far? Obviously, you're not done yet. But what has been your favorite high school memory thus far? Probably Wing Wednesday, for sure. That tradition was a great tradition, short-lived. I think it was only like two months, maybe, and then scattered around here or there. But uh, getting the fellas in some car, multiple cars, drive to Winsville, buy one, get one free wings. We, It's a bad day to be a chicken when the Blue Jays are in Winsville, you know, on a Thursday. Or a Tuesday, they have bone-in wings, but not a lot of people can do stuff on Tuesdays because Thursday is the Friday, Friday, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's probably the greatest high school memory so far. Wing Wednesday on a Thursday. That's a great answer. And I, I'm just saying I would not be opposed to just one more Wing Wednesday over the summer. I mean, it's right there. It's, it is. it's right there for the taking. 30 minutes away. All you Basically, all you can eat, what is it, 40 wings for $20? I, Only $20, yeah. There you go. You can, you really can't go wrong. Bring a twenty dollar bill and some change. You're good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Ryan. Well, I think that's pretty much it, man. So thanks for coming on. Um, yeah. Do you have any questions for us? We should probably ask that. Uh. No. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. Of course. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, wish you the best of luck 
this upcoming football season. I can't wait to watch you guys. Um, I'll be at Mizzou this year as well, so I, I guess I'll probably be watching on if they stream it on the YouTube. But I'm going to try to catch as many games as I can. I'm super proud of you guys. you got to come to one game on the sideline so I can come do my hello cam yes. thing. Definitely, yeah. yeah. If Coach Klein will permit. If Coach oh, Klein will I'm permit. Sure. You're legendary quarterback at the uh, Washington High School. All right. At least to my dad. That's true. Shout out to Clayton. All right. Awesome. Thanks for coming on, Ryan. Thank you. All right. All right. So I hope you enjoyed the Ryan interview. We enjoyed having Ryan up here with us. Um, but, yeah, some other sports things have been taking place. Uh, we're actually going to start with some NHL. Uh, kinda. So I would have thought that. I just wanted to point out that it turns out the Las Vegas Knights did not sweep the Dallas Stars, like I said in the last show. So hand up, that's on me. Um, but they did finish that series up two nights ago. I want to say they uh like won like six to nothing. So two field goals. Um, and they clinched that series four to two. Um, they did let Dallas hang around for a little bit, but it will be a Florida Panthers versus Las Vegas Golden Knights series. Um, and the only really wild thing about this series is that another eight seed from Miami is playing in the finals. And the two major sports that have seeding um, like this, two eight seeds from Miami in the finals of their respective sports – how bonkers is that, Luke? I mean, I mean, uh, this is it is it is incredible that they're both from the same place. They're both eight seeds, and they're both facing the top seed in the West in the in their respective finals. So, all of that it is really really crazy. Um, we were so close to having an exact four. If Seattle would have won that game seven against Dallas, it would have been the one and seven in the West in both sports versus the uh, the two and the eight in the East in both sports. So that's how close we were to just insanity. That would have been truly epic. But the fact that both of these teams, they both went up 3-0 too. Obviously the heat it took, they procrastinated closing out that series. But they they got it done. They got the job done. Uh, 0-3. We're talking about hockey right now. I'm going, back. I'm going to the NBA. <laughs> hockey. Uh the Florida Panthers versus the Golden Knights, they were some of the top teams last year, I think. The Florida was the one seed. I actually think the Knights missed the playoffs, so I'm thinking about it. They were just short. But the Knights have a really good team. They've been building for years and years. This is the first time they've been to the finals since 2018, which was their first year in existence. They went to the finals. How crazy is that? They're coming back this year. They're new and improved. Um, they're better. And – Florida has the same team as last year. They just have a different coach. That's the only difference. Um, Florida, I think, is they, – they might be the best eight seed of all time because if you remember the stuff that was going on earlier this year with uh, the Chicago Blackhawks and their, like, sexual assault stuff that was going on, the Florida Panthers coach, Joel, Ken, Joel Quenville, was the head coach of that Blackhawks team. So he was caught up in those allegations and stuff. He resigned at the beginning of this year, resigned. After that, if you look at the, the schedule for the Panthers, they went into a lull. 
They kind of they started playing very mid, sometimes bad hockey, and really kind of took them out of the playoff race. And then they were able to fight back and sneak, literally the last day sneak in. Everyone thought it was going to be Pittsburgh Penguins. They fall out. They lose a very bad game on the last day of the year. Florida sneaks in. And because of that, because the Pittsburgh Penguins lost that last game of the year, we now have the Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup Finals, etched in history. And the potential, if they beat this Golden Knights team, they'll all their names are going on the Stanley Cup. And that team that was the one seed last year, that team that was predicted to be so good going into this year, maybe they didn't have the regular season that they wanted, but here they are. They're, they're beating, you know, countless. They beat the best team of all time, the best regular season team of all time, which is another crazy thing that both Boston teams uh, lost to an eight seed, which might be the first time ever that that's happened. I would assume so. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess I will – you know what? Just to – I think I might go uh, – no, no, I think I'll, I'll ride with the Panthers. Pan, Panther up, if that's what it is. I don't, I don't think, think that is, is, but Panther up, uh, Panthers and six. I did uh, see a notification today. I didn't look at it extensively, but – the Panthers actually, you know, like in college football, they'll have like um, some, like a something for turnovers on defense or touchdowns. They'll have like a memo. The Panthers have a dog bone that they have, <laughs> and they pass it around to the player of the game after they win. They get the the dog bone. So we had a big uh, last week. We talked about dogs. Who's got the dog in them? Um, the Panthers. They they're embracing the dog in them. So the moment. But the a panther's a cat, though, right? Yeah, that's kind so of it's, it's opposite. So it's cats that have dogs in them. Okay, uh, panther's a fierce cat, I'd say. Yeah, still a feel feline, but yeah, okay, that's fine. That works still. You got any prediction here? Um, man, dude, I I really do think this is. I think it's the best team in the West, the Golden Knights. And I think it's at least a top three team in the East. I mean, obviously Boston, you could say was better, but I mean, Florida beat them. Um, I, I know I picked the Rangers coming out, but they had some flaws. They were a very flawed team. I think the Florida Panthers, if you really just look at their roster, they were a really complete team. They were underrated coming into this playoffs. Did anyone expect them to go this far? I don't think so. But I did expect them to put up a fight against Boston. I think I remember saying that. Um, but, man, that's – what did you take? What was your prediction? Panthers and six. But, you know, I'm going to bump it up to seven. Panthers and seven. Oh, yeah, I'm going on the road into a – okay. Um, I think this is a little bit of a rest versus rust situation. I think in hockey, the rest maybe isn't the best thing for you. Which seems weird because it's like, oh, you get time to you know recoup and stuff. I think if you're rolling, you're rolling in hockey. And Florida was very much rolling. I mean, they they beat the Leafs in five games. They won the last three games in the Boston series. They were down three one. So in their last four nine, in their last twelve games, they've only lost once. They're eleven and one in their last twelve games. They were rolling. They're they're gonna have a week off. I don't know when the NHL finals start. I think it's Friday. Um, that's over a week off for them. They clinched like last Tuesday. So they're going to have nine, eight. Day. 
eight, nine days off. They were hot. They were rolling. If it started three days after they clinched, I think they win this series. But I think their momentum is going to be stopped a little bit, and I'll take uh, I'll take Vegas in six. All right. Well, that's hockey talk. So, yeah, that was the most hockey talk we've done. I think that's actually probably the longest. No, I'm sure we may have had like a blues rant somewhere along the line throughout the history of the show. But, yeah, that was definitely – one of the longest hockey talk sessions. Yeah, I think maybe like dating back to last year when they beat the Avalanche and all that cadre stuff was going on, we definitely talked about it. Mm-hmm. And maybe even for the uh, NHL lottery, we might have talked about it longer too. But no, oh, yeah, but already. Um, all right, so we'll do tough scene of the week here, and then we'll talk NBA and say hello, kiss goodbye, and then you'll be on your way out. Um, I'll start. Uh, so on Saturday night, my phone bricked and uh, I lost everything. And by, I, by meaning I lost everything, I mean I've been texting people today, can you please send me your phone number? I don't have it in my contacts. Or um, Jake, can you please send me the, the picture of Ryan looking really fat? I don't have it in my camera roll anymore and I need it for the show today. Thank you. Or no, I don't have any of those apps right now. And a big thing that happened was that I struggled with today and last night that was really stressful is apparently I don't know any of my passwords either. So I had to reset a bunch of them. Luckily I knew the ones for my emails and Signing up with your phone on stuff is key because then you can just get text messages to help you reset your passwords. That was huge because I apparently I don't know any of my passwords. Um, See, that's the the beauty of uh, using just one password for everything. I have one password and it's a base. It's just a bunch of random letters, but I've used it so much that I memorize it. And then at the end, I have a bunch of different configurations. So if I type in one password doesn't work. I'm like, okay, I type in the one with that different ending figuration and it's, I have three different ones. I think I might've added a fourth for something, but it's like websites I never use. So, um, that, that really helps me because then it's just, it's gotta be one of them. It's yeah. gotta be one of them. Well, what happened was I had recently, like within the year, I had to change all my passwords because I got this huge notification on my phone that said my information was part of a data breach. And I think, did I tell you, I think I told you this. Um, I like a bunch of websites, uh, my emails and my passwords got breached. Now, most of it doesn't mean shit because you know, it's just like your fantasy football password or whatever. But I got the big one that was really concerning to me was I got signed out of my DH gate and my cards were on there. So like I had to like, you know, reset that and start a whole new one of that. But luckily I think I only had an account on there with like maybe like a hundred bucks, something on one of the cards. Um, so I kind of lucked out there, but I ended up changing all my passwords after that. Cause that scared the hell out of me. And I just couldn't remember them after that. Um, so yeah. And then all my app data, game data gone forever. Like for example, me and my friend Wyatt, we had a Minecraft world dating back to middle school that we had, Literally on Minecraft, it'll show you how many hours you put into worlds and stuff like that. Weeks worth of hours, real life hours, weeks worth. That world is just gone. 
Um, all kinds of. Does he um, still have access to it though? No, because no. it was like just something that was on my phone. It wasn't like a realm or like a server or anything like that. It was just gone. Um, all kinds of different apps and stuff that had info on it. That's gone. Um, nothing was synced up to my cloud. Everybody's been talking about the cloud to me a lot lately. I didn't have, I wasn't connected to the cloud, um, because all the storage was already taken up in the cloud by my sister. So there's that. And, uh, the worst part was losing 12,000 photos and 1000 videos because those date back to phones, um, all the way back to early middle school all throughout high school, pictures of friends, family, probably like five or 6,000 different memes that Luke knows I said I have so much shit, send it all the time. So, so much. So, it's so organized. Too. So good. So funny. Uh, I can literally just scroll through my phone and make myself laugh off of dumb stuff from years ago. Um, and it's all gone. So it's kind of actually a little sad. Um, but yeah, uh, all I can say is Tom, Tom Fullery got the best and that's what I will. You were unprepared for a situation like this. I was unprepared for a situation like this. I lost. Shout out. Uh, I think it was Lil Uzi. Uh, I don't know if that's him. Oh no, that is where he goes. Well, I lost. I lost lost. that video too. I don't have any basic meme videos at all. I'm starting from scratch. The only... I do have, I guess, four things on my camera roll now. After the Ryan interview, took a picture of my work schedule, and I have the Michael Jordan on back picture as the first thing in my camera roll, and that's that's pretty much it. So mega tough scene, set me back another brick, aka over a thousand bucks uh, out of pocket. So just a tough scene, tough bro Memorial Day weekend. So that. That's incredible. It's it's a double whammy tough scene. I feel like our tough scenes just keep getting worse and worse every single time. Uh, I mean, you. What was the I the last time I completely broke my golf club, my driver, which is at least a hundred dollars, and then I scratched my dad's car with a broken stick. So that's that's a few hundreds worth of dollars. And then you had a what was the one before that that you had that was bad. <sighs> Oh, man. I guess would that be two episodes ago? At least, I would say. Oh, man. I know. Um, I'll look it up real quick, but, man. No, two episodes ago, tough scenes was Luke's outfit to the game. Uh, Me and Colin missed 99-cent corn dog. I wouldn't say that was too – I mean, that's a tough scene, but – Let's see. Cam was sick. Black hole. Oh hard. yeah, I did get sick. Uh, ABC uses blah blah blah. Dylan Brooks. Oh, I slept think... with a spider. Yeah, black spider. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a couple tough ones too. Yeah. You uh, you slept with the spider and then you smacked your phone into your nuts. Oh yeah, that was really bad. That was a tough ten minutes. And then, yeah, I got sick, really sick, too. That was a tough week. Yeah, this is like a – you know how Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura, they constantly uh, – they go back and forth each Christmas. Or is it their birthdays? But basically they – Birthday. Okay. They just give uh, – they give each other gifts. But each 
birthday, they one up. So like, let's say, uh, you know, the first birthday, Bert gives, it's Tom's birthday. Bert gives him uh, a pack of baseball cards. The next time when it's Bert's birthday, Tom will give him, you know, a box of, of Legos. And they just keep going up. They increase the price every single time. Uh, I think one most recent, it was a boat. And then most recently, uh, Bert Kreischer got Tom Segura Hitler's teacup. Mm-hmm. And so this is like, it's me and Cam with tough scenes. We just keep going back and forth. They just keep getting more expensive going back and forth. So, so watch out for Luke's next week. Um, I mean, this is talking about losing everything I have in my phone plus a doubt plus plus a band for a new phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this I am very worried to say the least because these are not things that you can plan. These are things that happen unexpectedly. Um, so I'm thinking like. The only way I can one-up you is if I, like, total my car or something. If I total my car, then you, you're, like, $10,000. That's – if I somehow bounce back, then you're even – because you got to bounce back then. So I'll uh, be dead, I think. If if you total your car, I think the next step is just I'm dead. That's the next <laughs> time. You just die. I, dude, so, guys, uh, my tough scene of the week is uh, Cam died. <laughs> And that's kind of just how this show ends, actually. Um, so, yeah, that was a tough scene. Yeah, very much a tough scene. And, uh, is it that your only tough scene? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, that's a big tough scene. That's enough to cover, like, multiple shows worth. My tough scene is just simply the, the Atlanta Braves losing a series to the Oakland Athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they avoided the sweep today. I, I will check. To make sure, yes, they avoided the sweep, but they did lose the series, and that's that's a tough. That's series. tough. I mean, yeah. we've gone on and on about the A's on this show. That is one that's hard to come back from a little bit. I mean, it is baseball, but is that really baseball? Those are going to be games where if they lose the division by one or two games, they're going to look back and be like, "Man, why couldn't we beat the A's?" That's one that they're going to want to have back. All right. Uh, I guess we'll talk a little NBA playoffs here. Um, since the last show, I think game six and game seven, game six was crazy. Uh, ended with a different crazy kind of buzzer beater, um, with Derek White getting, was it Marcus Smart's missed three? Yes. Um, and just putting it back in for the win, uh, even though the Celtics had that game in the bag, they kind of just dropped the ball. Jimmy Butler kind of just went off in the final couple minutes, who was kind of bad. And honestly, Jimmy was not very good in games four, five, and six until the end. In, of game in the games six. they lost. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he was pretty damn good uh, the other night when they clinched game seven. So, yeah. I know that me and you were both rooting for the Heat, obviously. And uh, during that. I mean, when Jimmy Butler made all three free throws, we were high-fiving each other. And then, like, one more stop, Marcus Smart puts it up. And as soon as he missed, we were going nuts. We're like, yes, the heat to the finals. And then we look up, and it's like, oh, wait. No, Derek White got that off with .1 seconds. And it was just – I mean, I sat here right on this couch for probably 10 minutes just in disbelief of what had happened because I was like, that's a series. It's over. It's going back to Boston. They have all the momentum. Um, but then the heat, man, talk about regrouping bouncing back, procrastinating at an all-time level. I mean, talk about they're going up 3-0. They're like, you know what? It's it's like you get an assignment, like a project, and it's due in four weeks, and you're like, you know what? 
I'm just going to chill for these first two weeks. And then it gets two weeks away, game six, and you're like, oh, maybe we should, you know, put up a fight, you know, let this, you know, maybe do a little bit of research, create the document even, um, you know. The name name, yeah, yeah, name the document. Maybe, maybe read the the um the outline the, the syllabus for that yeah you read the rubric the rubric yeah um you put a title down or whatever uh you map out what you're gonna do that's what the heat did in game six and then in game seven which is like the night before and it's it's uh 10 o'clock and you're like man this is doing one hour and 59 minutes they went to work and it's like it's time to go to work and then that's that's when you do some of your best work in your life is when you're under the gun um and that's what the heat did so all-time procrastinating moment there to winning the series. and uh, <laughs> But, yeah, Heat and the Nuggets in the NBA Finals. We already talked about the Nuggets that series last time. This is going to be uh, – people. some people are hating on this series. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I think this is a very fun series. I mean, the Heat are – it's a fun underdog run. You got the Jimmy Butler story. That's awesome. And then the other end, you got this juggernaut, high-powered offense. You got a superhuman MVP-type level player um, with a team that is also kind of an underdog mindset because they've never won a finals. This is actually their first finals appearance. So it's, you know, this people are hating on it because it's kind of two small markets. Miami and Denver are not small markets. They're just not teams that you typically – associate with dominance in basketball like you know there are no lakers there are no celtics it's no warriors something like that but these are two big fan bases and fun teams really i think this is really underrated finals and people are hating on it for no reason yeah and obviously we're gonna watch obviously us we are and you're right i don't get it too because you know what the same people that are saying oh this series sucks are also the same people that say the NBA Finals is the same teams every single year. You know, it literally, it's the same people. They just hate the NBA. And that's fine, but you don't have to spew yeah. that shit online, you know? Just stay away from the yeah, NBA talking generally. If you generally. really don't want to watch it, then just don't. You don't have to. Nobody's forcing you to watch this. But it really is those same people that are moaning and groaning about it, being the same teams, are hating that it's Jimmy Butler, ringless, versus Nikola Jokic, ringless as well and look at i mean toss he's the best player in the world and i don't even really think it's up for a debate right now so i mean there's hardly any players in this series that have a ring i mean jeff green has a ring kcp has a an asterisk ring haslam yeah haslam yeah he's a three-time winner yeah um so haslam kcp with a bubble ring jeff green is there anyone else I, I really can't. Kyle there, Lowry. Kyle, oh, yeah, he was on that Raptors team. Okay. Yeah. So we get a few people that have rings, but uh, no one that has a ring other than Haslam. No one has a ring with their current team. So that's interesting. Yeah. It would be cool. And uh, we do have to give some credit to the Celtics.
getting shots. Even Lowry. Even Kyle Lowry. They 15. It was, it was a terrible first quarter, shooting-wise. Um, but I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the stars in this series. Jimmy Butler, the star of the Heat. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, stars of the Celtics. They had their moments in the series. But really, the, the two players that stepped up, and it was really just a battle of these two guys, Derek White for the Celtics and Caleb Martin for the Miami Heat. It was, I mean, if you really think about it, those two guys went head-to-head. Now, Caleb Martin didn't win the finals MVP. Jimmy Butler did, but it was really close. It was only one vote apart. Those two guys, like, I think I texted you. I was like, the Celtics win this? Derek White's winning the, the MVP of the series because that's how good he's been. Derek White, Caleb Martin, it was really just a battle of them, too, um, throughout the whole series, which is – it's. It was interesting. It was an interesting series, and I hope that we don't get that in the finals. Like, I hope it's not the battle of Aaron Gordon and uh, Haywood Highsmith or something like that. You know, I, I want it to be Jimmy Butler and Nikola Jokic dominating every game. That's what I want in the finals. So you, you give me that, I think we're set for a really good finals. Yeah, I did just realize that I was, like, muted for, like, I think a solid two minutes when I was talking about their shooting performance. So I don't know if it caught any of that, but – just, I guess, to recap, Celtics couldn't shoot. Heat could shoot. It was just like games one through three uh, for both teams. So, but yeah, I think I was muted for that. So, sorry about that. Um, well, I guess uh, that's going to be an interesting listen. <laughs> uh, that might just be two minutes of silence. I have no idea. Um, With the, the occasional uh, comment by me. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that we talk about this. I've got. Nuggets in five, but he continued to shock the world, really. And that's why we play the games, Luke. So it would not surprise me if the Heat at least carry it out to six, even seven, really. But I do have the Nuggets. Okay. <clears throat> well, I, I do take that with high consideration because last year, I remember you picked the Warriors at six. You picked it exactly how it was. Um, so Cam is, Cam is currently one for one. He's perfect in NBA finals predictions. Um, so I, I, I do respect that, but I think I'm just going to go with my prediction. I made last episode nuggets over heat and six. Um, I, am sticking with it. I think the heat will be competitive, but the nuggets are just, they've, they've shown me a lot more than what the heat have. Um, and obviously, you know, they both shown me a lot cause they're both here, but the nuggets are just a better offensive team and if the nuggets are on offensively i just don't see how the heat can win yeah it's actually kind of reminiscent of the bubble i mean nobody really thought the heat were gonna win against the lakers either the lakers that lakers team they were they were cruising um so it's kind of the same similar situation it was in six yeah it was the nuggets are cruising right now so um so yeah uh, we're going to watch it. We're going to enjoy it. I think still anyway, um, haters out there, the NBA, 
They can just hate, I guess. I don't know. We're going to yeah, enjoy that basketball. Well, yeah, that's still have it. not our problem. Yeah. Uh, and then there's one more thing. In, in the last episode, I, I noticed that you said you were going to watch a hockey game in this finals. Have you decided which game that's going to be? I feel like you should predetermine this. And then if, like, the game – obviously, game seven. If there's a game seven, you'll watch that, so don't say that. Because if there's a game seven, that's just the second game you're watching, Okay. Name another game. Did I say that? You did say that. You actually promised it. You said, I promise. Did there had to be something on the line, though, for me to promise that. I don't think so. I, I just, just straight up said I'll watch a hockey game. I can't remember where it is, but I'll show it to you after the episode. And I guarantee it because I was driving and I was listening to it. I was like, wow, Cam said he's going to watch a hockey game. So you have to now. You got to pick one. And it can't be game seven because if it's game seven, then you'll watch two hockey games. So. Oh man, I don't even have an excuse because of the NBA games there they don't they don't collide with each other. Man, I man, that's that's a tough scene in itself. That's something that I wish I could take back. But uh now you gotta watch a game. I'm gonna I don't know, I mean it kinda just depends on how the series go. I'll watch a game. If I said I I'll watch a game, I'll watch a game. It's kinda it's kinda hard to pick though, because Hmm. Maybe. Game four. Okay. That is a pivotal game in the it series. Is. Yeah. So, uh. It should be in Miami. Their second game in Miami. It should be pivotal. You know what? I'll, I'll go along with it. I'll, I'll one up you. I'll watch two games. So I'm not going to pick game four. Since well, you did I'll be watching two games as well. Because remember I said it's going to go seven. So there you go. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, if that if that's the case, I'll watch three games. So <laughs> I'll watch. That's a lot. I, I, I don't mind playing, especially Stanley Cup final hockey, if it's a close game. Uh, should we have a clause here that if it's three goals or more going into the third period, we can turn it off? Absolutely. I... Okay. The blowout clause. You can escape it if it's a blowout. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't even need a clause to turn it off. I'll, I... <laughs> I would just say that I watched the game, and I'd be like, well, I saw the three goals, so. That's true, you okay. You can't really fight me on that one. That's valid. Uh, I'll watch game five, and game five I think is, it's either going to be a closeout game or it's going to be a two, who takes a 3-2 lead game. That's that's always a good one to watch. And uh, I don't know I don't know when the other games are, but I feel like, I feel like game one to open up the series, just in Vegas with those rowdy fans in Vegas that just are hockey heads. Those could be fun. If that's Friday. I'm I'm not watching that game. Uh, I will look. I it will up. find something else to do. I will look it up, but I'll watch game one and game five. I'll, I'll put it right now, and then we'll both watch game seven if it goes to that. So you're gonna make me watch game four by myself? Yeah. That's, okay. Oh wait, but if game I have orientation next week for college, so if game four is on orientation, I I kind of just I might just skate by. What we're looking right now. Oh, game one is actually Saturday. And game four is the next Saturday. June tenth. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. And then game seven would be on a Monday night, which is just buffoonery. I might have to switch my game because I think I will not be able to watch on that Saturday. Uh, what's when's game five? 
Game five is Tuesday, June 13th. Okay. Game five. Okay, we could both do game five. Game man. five. There we go. Perfect. I, I want that. Sweep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's game five and game one for me. Okay, that's hockey talk. NBA talk. We, we got all our finals predictions off. You want to wrap up the show here with say hello, kiss a goodbye. It's been a great show. Um, I don't think we... We try not to talk super long here at the end just because uh, the interview was 45 minutes, so keep it under an hour and a half. Say hello, kiss a goodbye to wrap up the show. Cam, what's your say hellos? Uh, my say hello is my new blank-ass phone. Um, it's, it's a nice phone. Like I said, I had to shell out over a grand for it. But, Luke, there's nothing on it. I And another problem is, like, yeah, it's mostly the same. But it's kind of like the MacBooks when you first get them. There's some stuff I have absolutely no idea how to do. Like today, I was just trying to turn off my phone, and it was it started like ringing up Siri multiple times. Um, the The phone like dims really really fast on my own phone. I had a certain setting set on to where it like never dimmed. It would, which can actually be a problem because if you just leave it on, it'll just stay on. But uh, that's how I used to have to have it to like upload YouTube videos so your screen wouldn't go black, um, stuff like that. Uh, there's just a lot of features that I just don't know. So, and it's like I said, it's a bare phone. I have nothing on it, and I'm working on getting some stuff on it. So yeah, say hello to that. Um, and my kiss it goodbye is it's not yet because I I have to say my say hellos. So uh, my say hello, my first one is the NFL wheel spin segment. So, yeah, Cam just had a, a memory thing there of it. If you guys remember last year, starting in June, we started doing two NFL – so I'll just back it up. The wheel spins is we have the wheel of NFL. It has every single NFL team, all 32 of them on it. And starting at the beginning of June, we spin it twice. And whatever team it lands on, we talk about for a minute just kind of like preview their season just to kind of get ready for the NFL. Um, Cause it, I mean, it takes multiple weeks to get through all the teams and the NFL season, the training camp's coming up. It'll be here before we know it. We can almost say hello to that. So we'll do that starting next week. I think is, is what it is. So we'll do two of them. Once your team is talked about, you're deleted from the wheel. You're no longer in there. And I think we, we left about six teams on the board that we just didn't talk about last year. And I think we'll probably do that again just because it's funny. Like, oh, you know what? You, you didn't get to talk about on the wheel. I, I don't think we talked about uh, the, the Eagles at all, which was a Super Bowl team. So <laughs> that which is, it just makes it funnier. Perfect. <laughs> but we didn't need to talk about them. They, they made their own statement. There you go. Yeah, which is, uh, which is true. So say hello to that. And then also, more of a personal note for me, say hello to Caleb Love. So a few weeks ago, we talked about him re-entering the transfer portal. I said say hello to Caleb Love at Mizzou because I, I was like, oh, I want Caleb Love. He was a top recruit in the nation from St. Louis area. I'm like, oh, I want him on my team, Mizzou. Didn't commit to Mizzou. It turns out I still get him on my team because he committed to the Arizona Wildcats. And we are just assembling the greatest backcourt in the history of college basketball. We have so many so many recruits, man. And then we have a lot of returning players like Kylan Boswell. Didn't play much last year because he was only 17 years old. He was a top 10 recruit in 
uh, the class of 2022, which he actually reclassified to become a year earlier. That's why he was playing when he was 17. He's going to be a stud. We got Caleb Love. We got Bradley, the new transfer, or not transfer, the new recruit. We got uh, Pella Larson, stud guy last year for us. We do, we have so many guards that it's. I think uh, someone said this seems like a Michael Porter Jr. situation. Like, oh, we get a lot of hype, but he doesn't really play. Like Caleb Love, if Caleb Love sucks. He's going to the bench because we got enough guys that can come in and replace him. Now, Caleb Love's potential is really good. I'm really excited to have him on there because I watched him in that 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 tournament run. He's a clutch player. He can turn it on when he needs to. Um, I I think so. he can. He's a, he's a ball handler. He's a shot creator, um, and he's a guy that can take over a game. And I feel like maybe a new new. Uh, location for him will be good especially playing in the Pac-12 because in the Pac-12 regular season matters in the ACC you know it's rivalry games and then the ACC tournament I, I feel like the regular season isn't prioritized as much in the Pac-12 we rely heavily on the regular season because we have no postseason because all the teams just they suck <laughs> so we don't get into the postseason other than the top few which yeah. then lose to Princeton in the first round um, so I'm excited for that I think he'll he's going to be a nice fit yeah. Arizona team. That'll, that'll be good for him. Obviously, didn't have to worry about transfer credits to Arizona. Um, <laughs> no. Don't have to worry about that down there. Uh, so, yeah. Literally, our, our top program is pharmacy oh. at the University of Arizona. So, that tells you anything about our academics. <laughs> It'll be interesting. I will like having uh, Bill Walton on the call and all these awesome Pac-12 teams. USC you know, um, and now Arizona. So here we yeah, go. USC with Bronny James. And yeah. they got another high recruit too. I forget what his name is, but I Collier think he, or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, he was like the top recruit in the nation. Yeah, and still Boogie Ellis um, and some other guys. So I wonder how UCLA is going to be doing this year. They lost a lot of a lot of veterans for their team, which is weird to say for college. But So yeah, Caleb Love gets the full show me show experience. North Carolina with Cam and then Arizona with me, and who knows if it doesn't work out at Arizona, he enters back to the transfer portal. Who's going to be the top recruit? Mizzou. He would just get the triple crown for the Show Me Show, which would be that would be something that will never happen again. Wow. I would confidently yeah. say. Um, so yeah, say hello to that. All right, um, I'm not going to elaborate, but uh, my kiss of goodbye is Tom Fullery. There you go. I think you said that earlier. Um, all right, I'll, I'll stick in college basketball in the basketball realm for my kiss of goodbyes. Um, Kobe Brown, so he officially announced that he's staying in the NBA draft. He will not be coming back to Mizzou, so we can officially kiss, kiss goodbye uh, Kobe Brown. Incredible career, great Mizzou Tiger. And on top of this, we can officially close the book on the Conzo Martin era. He was the last remaining player from the Conzo Martin regime, so we can officially kiss goodbye Conzo Martin, which probably is good for our program. Yeah, yeah, but God bless Co- Kobe Brown. Yeah, we we wish him all the very oh, best. Yeah. I would stay in the draft too. He rose up some boards into the like forties, so I don't blame him. Oh yeah, he's gonna get some money. He's, he's probably gonna get an opportunity, at least in the summer league. Um, and then, yeah. And my other kiss of goodbye, Carmelo Anthony. He retired. So. Happy, Happy trails. trails.
And then another bonus sailor, which we didn't talk about, but the legendary sports writer for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, Rick Hummel, did pass away. Um, about, no, did I say sailor? Yeah. I meant kiss a goodbye. Yeah. Um, a, a, a sad kiss a goodbye to uh, Rick Hummel. He really, he was really the spirit of the Post Dispatch. I know Derek Gould, who's probably the most well-known writer um, for the Post Dispatch. Now he was. I know Rick Hummel had a huge impact on Derek Gould. So, um, really, really just a, a sad one there for the St. Louis community. Um, but yeah, and that is our show. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in, especially if you listened past the Ryan Joseph interview to us just ramble on about nonsense for the last forty minutes here. Thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, make sure to to subscribe if you enjoyed the show. Pass it on to a friend if you enjoyed the show. Um, and uh, hopefully you start following Ryan in his career paths with uh, Mizzou. So I hope you become a Ryan Jostis fan. Um, and, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week.